0: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live.
1: There he is. Hello, mate. Hello. We're actually live right now. This is amazing. We're live on, on oh. stereo for the first time. This is, this is live already? Yeah, it goes straight in. My only pressed, accepts call and already I'm live <laughs> on, the, on the airwaves. Yeah, thankfully no one's listening to our, our rubbish right now. So I think we've got one. So uh, a hello listener. Thank you for joining us uh, as <laughs> as we uh stumble through this first Claritin Blue live on stereo. It's a test really. I wanna see if it works because it keeps basically it just keeps getting advertised on my Instagram and it's yeah. really annoying. But I think this could be like a more casual thing than the Facebook because yeah. I think I have to wash my hair for Facebook. You know what? I was literally gonna say, as
0: I was just getting ready to start, I was gonna say to you, Oh, the the, the benefit here is that I don't no one can see how ugly I am at the moment. I have not to wash my hair. I'm just, I'm literally lying on the sofa at the moment. I wouldn't get away with this, would I, in a normal
1: podcast? It's all right. And I can see, you know, your little avatar, it's like the best version of you as well. So it's like you look, you know, a 10 out of 10 <laughs> there, mate. So honestly, there's, there's, there's no worries. Is there? We can download the audio, put it on from the audio stream. See you later. No, no YouTube comments oh. as well. That's the best thing. Well, we did have an audio message we can play on air, and I'm going to play it right now. There's the cops going past. Um, I'm going to play the hang on, hang
0: on a minute. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Let's not forget that we normally do these things live, but we can monitor what people say. <laughs> what if this is
2: someone like sending abuse or something? Oh, I think we just got to take the leap, mate. Boys, what's happening? Quick message. Great to see you on the stereo. I was wondering how long it would take you. I can't believe you guys weren't on it. Assap. Um, up the villa. Look forward to it. Well, that was lovely. That was, that was the wow. best message we could have got, mate,
1: from the blender coach. And, uh, I mean, I I'll think, be honest, think... my heart was in my mouth there, waiting for somebody to say <laughs> something stupid, so I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, we should have been... the. We, we, we are the trendsetters, to be fair, because I think we are probably... The second podcast on here in terms of it. <laughs> <laughs> the Blender coach does watch alongs, which is really interesting and an idea we should just like, I don't want to say steal <laughs> because <laughs> actually, that's, no, that's really bad, but they do uh, watch alongs for entire matches. So I think they did like a Rochdale one as well, which is just mad. So it could be a more casual thing where you just watch a match and kind of just not swear at the ref or anything. But yeah. just get all the rubbish out of the way before a professional uh a recap. But I suppose we should talk Aston Villa. How are you getting on after Brighton? Because <laughs> my thing with it was, and I'm speaking fairly casual here, it was like, it was genuinely not hell. Like, Villa didn't have a shot on the, the YouTube channel and when we were after We kind of have to get the opinions ready. I just couldn't even think straight. I was like, what even was that? Yeah, so I'm almost the opposite in that immediately after the game, I can sit
0: there and be frustrated about what I've seen. And, Annoyed that we've not not beaten Brighton. But a few days later, what is it now, Wednesday, I'm now the opposite. I can't remember anything about that game. I don't remember Villa really doing anything. I don't really remember Brighton doing a massive amount. But just being enough to have annoyed me on that evening that we didn't beat them. I know at the time everyone's going, well, Brighton are in a decent form. They've not lost in five or six or whatever it is. But I still look at it and think, well, they're 15th and Villa are aiming for Europe, so... If Villa's ambitions are top six or, or better, you've got to beat people like that. And that's what it, that's why it was annoying. I know it's not as simple as you just be everybody below you, but that did feel like a game you would look at and go, yeah, we can target
1: three points there. And I'm still a little bit disappointed we didn't do that. I know it's a big cliche, but I have to talk about fans not being there for this match specifically. Because when you go to a football match, it's almost like there's this magical realism where Suddenly, reality is like kind of deleted, and you like don't know what you're getting into. Like you turn up at the match, and it could anything could happen. Like you believe anything could happen, even though know, you know it's not. They're probably going to lose. You believe anything could happen, but when yeah. you have to watch it on the TV and there's nothing going on, it kind of just happens in front of you, and you just have to yeah. accept it. You can't you can't like get really annoyed at half time. Like there's nothing there's nothing to do. It's really yeah. upsetting. So, go, and in, go and stand in the toilet on your own <laughs> just yeah. talk to yourself rather than talking oh. to all the fun so we do
2: have another message on our plate oh, I'm shaking. to risk boys just a quick one I'm a sign off uh, big fans of yours on the YouTube i been watching for a few years now all of it and uh it'll be interesting to see how your your stereo journey goes i think it's massive i think it's going to sort of date podcasts to be honest um the real-time aspect of it is huge pre-match post-match quick watch-alongs organized shows uh i'd love to be one of your first guests boys i'd love it um all the best uh up the villa let's see what happens leicester sunday all right take care guys he knows his stuff don't he
1: not just sure, not sure. just about blend not just about blenders, man. Blenders and <laughs> podcasts. I am intrigued by the by this this thing. But I don't know if we're just gonna do this one ever and then not be another one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that does feel semi likely,
0: doesn't it, to be honest. Um, yeah. It depends how these things do. No one's gonna watch it <laughs> or listen to it, sorry. Then we're not gonna sit here for an hour of our time and talk
1: to Ten people. So, like, if you wanted listeners, and you could just download the audio and chuck it on the podcast feed, like, so if oh, you yeah, are, okay. if you are, if there is, if there's a world where you're listening to this now on the podcast feed, sorry, that we have exposed you to, you know, <laughs> your second best or beautiful, or, to all or three sorry. or four listeners. <laughs> I'm so sorry for those listening on the audio feed that are thinking, what is the last fifteen minutes of nonsense <laughs> been? <laughs> No, yeah, but I, can't, I, am, I do kind of like the fact that people can send you messages, to be fair. it's yeah, really that is,
0: the, that, is, that is the best feature so far because it's very different to having a comment and reading it. The only thing is it's that lack of control, I guess, that we can just not, not ignore people's points because we still try and put points across that we don't agree with on the podcast. But it's the, the live element of here's somebody has sent you an audio file. There's no like, text preview, as far as I can see, for us to try and guess what they're about to say or who it's from. It just just pops up. So what there's nothing stopping an opposition fan coming on and saying something <laughs> offensive and us playing it live to hundreds of viewers <laughs> and then getting, then getting in trouble for, for, for this being our job. So I'm just a little yeah. bit wary, although I do, do enjoy it
1: as a feature. So I said that another one came in and I'm really I genuinely am worried about pressing this one so I'm going to really just go for it oh there he is alright boys before I
2: go I want to talk Ross Barkley um, <sighs> wear your hat in, in short I know everyone's talked about it at length I think he's got a bit of an ego I think he's slightly upset in it and I think he should be fighting like mad or is it obvious is he, is he upset that he's just not up to, up to scratch Dino loves him I just don't know where I sit with him what are your thoughts guys quickly so that's wow. actually a really nice one. Like genuinely, when his name
1: popped up again, I was like, "Yeah, we're all right there." Really? The end, also, before yeah. we answer that, because I'm am, I'm am wary of
0: talking about football. I mean, wary of getting into talking about <laughs> football. Not not wary of not doing it. Uh, I want to know where. I don't know if this guy's still here. If he's still listening, because he said he's going to sign off. But I want to know where he's going or where he's been. I can hear <laughs> cars. I can I can hear him coming in and out of buildings. I reckon. So I don't know if he's just leaving the home or whether he's out shopping. So if you're still listening to Blender Coach, where are you and what are you up to? So, I'm mean, more intrigued than than anything else.
1: <laughs> Ross Barkley, have, yes. like, have you calmed down about him? Because uh, I have only got more angry. And I know after the, like I say again, I, when you go on Facebook Live, I do try and be, I just call like the, the negative, try and call that negative emotion because it's just, it is like such a stereotype of post-match discussion where you go, oh, this is crap. You genuinely were
0: You say that it's it's a uh, it's good not to fall into that negative trap post match. I feel like I probably do do that from time to time too much. That I'll say something stupid post game, and then I'll see a comment a day or two later and think, mm, yeah, I probably shouldn't have shouldn't have said that or or said that in that way because it's made me look a bit silly. But I kind of feel like I get lost in the emotion of a match day more so. Whereas I'm the opposite to you now that I'm, as the games, as the days go by between games and because there's no midweek game this week, we don't play till Sunday. I'm not, I don't know if this is just me as a, as a person. And this probably doesn't suit the job role that I do. I'm not really thinking about Villa at the moment until it's time for the next match. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I'm not yep. thinking about, oh this happened against Brighton or we should have done this. We should have done that. I feel that, immediately post-game and, and the day after, especially if I'm working. But if I have a couple of days off work or just time passes and it's seven seven days till the next game, eight days, I don't really think about Volo again until it's time for the, the next round of pre-match presses and injury news and stuff like that. So I've not given Ross Barkley a second thought since probably Sunday morning, Saturday night. So I'm not that bothered about it right now. Yeah, I don't think he's playing great. I, I wouldn't sign him unless it was... 15 million-ish, just as a, a a squad player. When he first came in, I was thinking, yeah, you chuck you 30, 40 million and he's a first-team regular guaranteed and he massively improves this team and he still does improve this squad this season. He's a better option than Harrahan, than and past that you've got Ramza, so he's obviously better than that. Samson's come in in January, but I
1: don't think he's as big as a target in terms of a, a permanent transfer as I, as I thought he would be yeah it's it's troubling for me because I had this idea that Ross Barkley would be like almost the improvement McGinn and he'd be a second striker and he would chase every ball down up front and yeah he would have a few off games where he looked off it but he would just be this dynamo up front just the main focus of our team even like not better than Jack Grealish but he would be that central focus allowing grid He's just going to flip around and do his thing. And it, there was like glimpses of that. And it's just really not there. And it's, I don't want Ross Barkley running deep to press every, every ball and chase everything down, but at least in that final third, just make it look like you are dominating that final third. Cause that's all you have to do. If you're Ross Barkley, you don't have to be Douglas Luiz or Nakamba or McGinn. You've just got to run the show where it matters. And, I don't think that really blends with what Villa want and it, I don't think it really blends with what Ross, what Ross Barkley wants. It's a mouthful to get out but yeah, we've got two messages now. I, I'm, re- I'm really hoping they're both from the blender well, coach actually.
0: Before you before you play one of those, just on Barkley, there was a, a period of time at the start of the season where Villa's press from the front was so not not a high press but was so energetic, led by Watkins and Grealish Trace and every ball and um, probably Trezeguet on the right hand side. You got the likes of McGinn and even Barkley was contributing in that. Like I'm not saying that our oh, Barkley's been poor all season because for you know for a period of time it was like yeah he's he's, he's he's unbelievable, but he seems to have lost that edge that he had when he first joined. That he, he doesn't chase down every ball anymore. He doesn't doesn't press. He doesn't look like he's well, he's given up. But he doesn't look that bothered if he doesn't do anything, if that makes sense. Like, he doesn't seem that frustrated by his own performances until he gets substituted off and then he's kicking water bottles. Like, show me a bit of that aggression during the game instead.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't want to compare Roch County to a non-league footballer here, but I think projecting that, like, nonchalance onto players, is it's a it's a common thing, but the opposite of that is, I was watching, I know, Notts County versus whoever they were playing yesterday, uh, Kings Lynn, is not Aston Villa in the Premier League and it's not Ross Barkley. <laughs> But at that level, that isn't the same kind of mental, like focus on the mentality of the game. And you do get a lot of players showing the effort, like kicking off on the pitch. But it just leads them to making more and more mistakes. They get frustrated, and they do something wrong again. Then they get more frustrated, Then the manager has to take them, take them off the pitch. So, I think, would you want Ross Barkley to show frustration on the pitch if things are going wrong? I don't know because you just want things to just go right. And there's a conversation about Ross Barkley as well. Where 27 now. It's not old in real life terms, but you, you're getting that at your peak as a attacking midfielder, yeah. in the Premier League especially. And I don't even know what player he is. And I know David, um, our scout, talk us through what player he was. And that was Ross Barkley. I don't know what he is now in February 2021. Like, If you told me, what does Ross Barkley do for Villa against Brighton, against Arsenal? I don't really know. I couldn't tell, yeah, and I, I don't know if that's a negative about my own analysis of the match, or... Like, I know what Grealish is, I know what McGinn-Louise, the wing, other winger, if it's Traore, Trezeguet, a striker. Ross Barkley's kind of just like a... Almost like a loose cannon, in, in the biggest sense of the word. All right, we'll go to our audio messages then, because this is actually a really nice feature. I really like this. Let's, go on. I did hate it, but, like, let's go. Let's go. Oh, Does your willy. <laughs> There we, we did get there we go that was awkward that was awkward he has been uh <laughs> that was muted. uh i'm really hoping this is a, a good one let's go
0: what are you lost
1: <laughs> i could have that's gone i didn't listen to the whole thing mate i'm sorry i know oh, it's to...
0: <laughs> So this is the problem with with doing things live because if this was on facebook it would be a written comment and
1: you would and just couldn't... ignore it <laughs> but these things happened no at least it wasn't like something tremendously bad that would just you know I know I'm probably baiting it now but like at least it wasn't something really truly awful
0: I just wanted to end very quickly on on one more Villa related point just in case this (laughs) ends up going out as a proper podcast somewhere Um, I did an episode with Ash yesterday and we were talking about uh, McGee and Barkley people we've covered but we also ended up talking about Europe and the Europa League Okay. Somebody, somebody on Facebook asked us whether it was it would be a bad thing for Villa to qualify for Europe this season. So they were saying, would you rather finish seventh to mid-table and avoid Europe altogether or go all the way and finish fourth and bypass the Europa League and finish in the Champions League, which obviously is the preferred option, but it's <laughs> way more difficult. What do you think of that point when people say things like, you, you know, you? You don't want to be promoted this season because you'll struggle next year, or you don't want to get into Europe because you haven't got the squad for it. Is that something that you buy or agree with, or do you just think that if you make it into Europe, you then go out and spend two hundred million and and
1: get yourself ready for it? I think I I, I don't want to sound like condescending, but I think I, I get the sentiment of the of the point in general. But you can't predict what's coming. Like Villa could drop off massively next year just, just because they could have like, loads of injuries and just not be the same team. Um, obviously, I don't want that to happen. But you have to take a chance when it appears. If they have one chance in the next three years to finish fourth, fifth, whatever, you've got to take it. And Villa are in such good form. And they've been really surprising. So whatever European competition, whether it's the Conference League, the Europa League, or the Champions League you qualify for, will be a massive, massive plus point. I can't see it being a negative. To be fair, yeah. I know. It, I know. I'm saying that now. Next July, when you're knocked out by Grindavik in the <laughs> Icelandic league, not even at the qualifier, you got through to the group. You just been battered by them twice. You know what I mean? And it's just yeah. depressing. And it sets you. That's a that's a privilege because I'd be. I, I'd love to go back to Moscow and get knocked out again. <laughs> by, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Does that, that shows how far we've fallen in recent
0: years, isn't it, that we're longing for one of the worst periods of the O'Neill era to come back
1: to be knocked out of Europe again is what we're looking forward to. I see, don't don't count your chickens, is it? Like I remember at the time there was a lot of conversation on the message boards and even in my family about, you know, when when there wasn't any Twitter or any major social media network. Facebook was still kind of in its infancy, I guess, at that point. 2008 it wasn't really a massive, massive thing. Mm. 2009 even. Um, so when we were talking about it, it was like, oh, yeah, we'll just qualify for the Champions League. And y- you you do think, yeah, if we just get knocked out, yeah, we'll just qualify for the Champions League. But it doesn't work like that. <laughs> like, yeah. You get knocked out, then you don't. And it defines like, a miserable 10 years for the club. I just think it's a weird, weird talking point. Even the year that Villa got promoted, there's people
0: saying, well, if it does, you know, before obviously it happened and before we go on that 10-game winning run, people saying, well, if it does happen, it it will happen too soon. Villa aren't ready for the Premier League yet. And that almost did turn out to be the case when we were almost relegated last year, but... Football happens in strange ways, doesn't it? You can't deny the opportunity of promotion or European football or whatever because you think you might not be ready as a fan. The club know best and if Villa do finish in a European spot this this season, yeah, the squad isn't ready for it, but there's a summer transfer window before the next season starts. That's what it's there for. It's there to get Villa ready for it. I'd rather have the conundrum of how do we get ready for Europe than, oh God, we finished ninth. What was the
1: point? Do you know what I mean?
0: Not yeah, that it's almost,
1: bad, but like you deal with Europe if you get into it. You don't worry about it now. It's just kind of those conversations that we have as a fan base. Like like just revolving on a cycle. It's like, do you want to progress in the FA Cup really and get through to Europe? It's just yeah, you do. Um because I think as a specifically our club has learned that's had our fingers burnt by kind of this conversation. I know Dean Smith or whoever Martin O'Neill wasn't thinking about you know actually the fans do want us to be knocked out of Europe and qualify for the Champions League They would much prefer that then they went in together again to try and win it and there was just you know they had to make some kind of cut the squad down to focus on the league because they wanted to balance both things they wanted both things and it was just a really regrettable set of circumstances. (laughs) A decent place to wrap there, mate, for the little first episode. Like I said, I don't know whether this is
0: going to go out anywhere. So if you are listening to this and have listened to the last, I don't know, 15 minutes or so on our current Blue podcast feed, then thanks for sticking with it. If you want more like this, let us know. Um, I'm not sure whether stereo is is the next big thing or not. Um, No disrespect to the stereo bosses that are definitely (laughs) listening to this. Uh, But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's always good to chat, Villa. Um, and maybe if we can somehow get this casual style across in our regular podcast episodes, which, to be fair, are casual enough anyway, but it is nice to do it without feeling the pressure of being watched by YouTube and just being sat on the sofa. So maybe
1: we just need to record sat on the sofa in future to make it more casual. Yeah, there's not not so much pressure. And actually, I was just thinking about that second message we got, and it was a Liverpool accent when we were speaking about Ross Barkley, right? So, yeah, that I'm might thinking, have been genuine. That might have been. Or it could have been, don't slag off my mate, Ross Barkley. But then again, Everton fans didn't really like him, did they? Like after the departure. Maybe we've just got confused and it was Ross Barkley. (laughs) But yeah, I think we'll leave it there, mate. It has been a pleasure. We'll see if we'll do it again. It was was a pleasure, genuinely. It was very fun to do this. So uh, I guess we'll catch you in a bit. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, nice one.